the Uncle Sharma channel here to react to Inter's 3-1 victory against Sheriff in the UEFA Champions League. Inter's Champions League campaign is finally underway. This is when it starts. We forget about the first two matches. Um, this is when our campaign starts. This is the win that we needed after that Lazio 3-1 defeat against Lazio and then now we get this 3-1 victory. It's uh, oxygen to the players. It's a bit of confidence boost and um, Let's let's start off with the with the with the thumbnail with the with the title of the video, the role of the king, the Mohawk King Arturo Vidal as always on this channel. Always, if you come to this channel, you always have to put some respect on Arturo Vidal's name. Today, for me, man of the match, Arturo Vidal showing up, 34 years of age, had a difficult season last year, but this season, um, he's showing. You know, he said at the start of the season that he's going to show who the real Arturo Vidal is. And uh, yeah, this is the real Arturo Vidal. One goal, one assist, you know, saved Handanovic today, saved Handanovic. We'll get into Handanovic as well, guys, quickly. I'm um, not gonna be too long on here, so quickly get your comments in and stuff and make sure you're getting in your thumbs up as well. There's 12 people of you in here. Make sure you're leaving your thumbs up as soon as you come in. Philip says, good evening, Vidal for Ballon d'Or. Yes, yes, late, late candidate for Ballon d'Or. Uh, Nick Snog says, let's go, got me pumped up for the Yuga game now. Yes, sir, respect Vidal, come on. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, man, this is what we needed before the Juve game, for sure. Um, imagine if we went into the Juve game with a 1-1 draw or even a loss. <sighs> that would have been difficult. But as I said, when you go into a derby, it doesn't really ma matter what, like, you know, how you go in. Form doesn't really matter in the, in the Derby d'Italia. But this is definitely the better way to go in. And quickly to cover off some stats in terms of Arturo Vidal. I've got stats here, unfortunately. I can't pull them up on screen as I said guys my laptop is still not working so you're gonna have to keep you're to, gonna have to bear with me I think another week uh, the, the technician came today to try to fix the laptop and they couldn't fix it so you're gonna have to uh, just get used to these bootleg uh, mobile streams for the for the moment being uh, Keshav says Inter win Milan lose great success yes nice point Keshav Milan fans were telling us that they're back home you know Champions League is their home and right now they're big fat zero at the bottom of their group um which actually probably will help them if they stay bottom of the group like it helped into last year for the champions for the for the Serie A. but anyway for now it looks uh, it looks pretty embarrassing for them but yeah, in terms of Arturo Vidal some quick numbers 70 touches uh 53 out of 61 accurate passes for him two key passes three out of three long balls um ground duels one two ground duels one uh only lost possession 10 times. He was um, he was fouled, no, he wasn't fouled. But yeah, no, just a complete performance. One goal, one assist. Complete performance for me from Arturo Vidal, man of the match, but also another guy with man of the match or possible man of the match, depending on what you guys think. Edin Dzeko, goal and assist. You know, goal and assist for Vidal, goal and assist for Dzeko. And what a goal by Edin Dzeko once again. Proving his class, proving his ability. Um, you know, left foot on the volley from Arturo Vidal's header, you know, not an easy goal, but Dzeko just makes it look easy. That's the class of Edin Dzeko. Um, Lukaku doesn't score those types of goals. Um, I don't like to go back and compare these two, but just sometimes when Dzeko does things that Lukaku can't do, like that header that led to Lautaro's goal against Hellas Verona, and this type of technical goal with his left foot, with his weaker foot, this is the type of thing that, you know, Lukaku can't do. 
so I just have to sometimes point out because always we point out things that Lukaku can do. You know, when we talk about the counter attacks, obviously Jekyll's useless in terms of that. But this is this is what we're talking about. Ahmad, another Vidal FC member in the house saying they laughed at us when we raised the Vidal FC flag high. Luke, who's laughing now? Yeah, man, it took it took a little while, but Vidal FC, we eating good. King Darius says Limon is saying Vidal's career. Funny, it's funny that isn't it? But it was supposed to be Conte. And he is Conte's boys, but in the end, it was actually Limone who saved, saving his career. Bastoni is superior to Di Marco. Yeah, I really liked Bastoni the way he came on. Good point, this guy. I think Di Marco was good actually today. And I think it made sense to start Di Marco because we had lion's share of the possession. As I talked in the preview, uh, for you know, once my preview was actually pretty accurate in terms of how the, the match panned out. And I think it was predictable anyway. You know, Sheriff in the end, Inter had 70% possession. They had 30. Uh, Inter had how many? Shots did Inter have? Inter had 29 shots and compared to Sheriff's eight, uh, eight on target compared to their three. So yeah, everything was pretty much um, as expected. So Di Marco being in the team, and of course in the absence of Hakan, um, he's the set piece taker. He, I think he got tired just running up and down to the each corner flag to take to take the corners. Poor Di Marco, he had to take every single corner until he was on. But yeah, Bastoni has received criticism recently quite rightly he's not been at his high standard recently but today he came on with great energy um you know you could see that he was kind of hungry maybe to prove a point that you know don't don't count me out like i this i am the starter in this position and um yeah things i still think that position is bastoni's there's no doubt about that you know dimarco it just doesn't doesn't give me those uh, securities defensively but today was the match to play dimarco because we had so much lion's share of the possession um, uh, Bader says it appears European nets shake after all. Yeah, man, it's been almost a year. The last time Inter scored in Champions League was the 1st of December 2020 when Lukaku scored in that 3 2 win against Munchen Gladbach away. Um, that assist from Hakimi that's the last time Inter scored, so yeah, it was um, very much, very much, uh, very much overdue. Um, that, that goal uh, and it's good that you know Edin Dzeko was the one to break Lukaku was the one to score the last goal and Dzeko is the one to break the duck now Paul Grant says big win today for the lads yeah definitely bro uh, Philip says since he looked good yeah since he came on bro when he, when he had that shot I thought that was going in but he didn't quite have enough curl to like bend back in but since he's looking like you know uh, as always with Sensi you have to you have to take it easy you have to until he gives us at least five, six games in a row, I'm not going to start getting excited. But yeah, he did look good. Um, yeah, Paul Grant says, our old head saved us. A 34-year-old in Vidal and a 35-year-old in Dzeko is literally the two people that saved us today. So respect to, 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 these, uh, to these oldies, to the OAPs, uh, to the retirees, to the almost retired guys, the, the experience that is showing through. Um, so happy for De Vrij. Yes, good point. De Vrij also, um, I think he had a good performance today. De Vrij, apart from that one point where Bruno beat him 1v1 in the second half, uh, it was a bit too easy. But De Vrij today, yeah, and it deserves that goal. And it's good that the goals again shared out in defence now. You know, Skriniar was hogging all the goals from the from the defenders. And I'm happy that uh, Skriniar, that De Vrij got a goal today. Now we just need Bastoni to get one to get his confidence uh, back to peak levels. Uh, who else? Oh, even Perisic, guys, today. Even Perisic, once again. Um, I hope there's no more even Perisic doubters out there. You know, even last season, I, I was on this guy's train and I was like, you know, that was one of the few, that was one of the victories I had last season of the even Perisic train. And this season, this guy, 
if he wants to remain at Inter, I would be willing to have a conversation with him because if he's willing to drop his wages, his current wages, five million net is too much for us. But if he's willing to drop his wages, I know he's 32 years old, but you know, how many, how many, you know, players like him are you going to find? This guy is like, you know, having when we're attacking, he's kind of having like an attacker. When we're defending, he has become, you know, a good defender as well. Now he's an athlete, he's a professional, he takes care of himself. Um, he's good in the air, like, you know, he, he provides a goal threat, assist threat. Uh, let me see what, I mean, what, what he did today. 85 minutes. Um, who scored gave him a what rating? Who scored gave him a 7.9. So he was um, the second highest rated after Martin. No, actually, Martinez is the second highest rated after Jekko. Jekko got a 9.1 from uh, from who scored. So they gave him the man of the match. But... Um, yeah, Perisic, five crosses, two accurate, two shots on target, two shots off target, four dribble attempts, one successful. Uh, hit the woodwork twice as well. He was really unlucky. He hit the post uh, one time and then he hit the crossbar. Um, he was just crazy. He was busy all along. Um, Perisic, man, what, what a player. What a true, true professional. Barella as well was good. Um, Brozovic looked a little bit tired. Um, Brozovic looked a little bit tired. He was a doubt for the match. Um, and I, ho I was hoping that he would get a little bit more rest, but obviously the match was, you know, in, in, in balance still. So it was good that Inzaghi didn't do his usual substitution around the 55th to 60th minute where, you know, he changes things around a little bit too much. So I was happy. But um, yeah, hopefully Brozovic rests himself because we need him fresh for that Juventus match. You remember when, when you know, when Brozovic is playing well, especially in these big matches, this is when Inter play well. So we need him back to his best against the against Juve, he wasn't at his best today, Brozovic, but I'll give him, I'll give him this match because he just, he looked a bit tired. Um, Lautaro played 90 minutes, brother, wow. I didn't even notice, that's true. Yeah, he wasn't subbed. Oh my goodness. Jeez, I, that is like Christmas because I, I don't even remember the last time Lautaro played 90 minutes. This is the first time under Inzaghi for sure that he's played 90 minutes, but even under Conte, it was quite rare for Lautaro to play 90 minutes. Um, wow, okay, okay. So he has got 90 minutes in his legs. <laughs> uh, Alessandro says, Bastoni this evening learned a lesson. He was able to learn a lot by looking at the game of Di Marco. He made the second half in correct positions. Yeah, but I think this game, this is why it was fine to start Di Marco as well, because you have so much of the ball and Bastoni is also a ball-carrying defender. He's very comfortable on the ball, so he's fine when he's able to get forward and do all these types of things. It's, it's more of the defensive side of things where Bastoni has been struggling um, this uh, this season. So, yeah, he's a good signs, but I want to see him, you know, against Juve. We'll see how Bastoni is he getting back to his real levels, but good signs, encouraging signs. Um, what a goal by Dzeko. Kasper says, yeah, man, um, you didn't think he would be this good. Yeah, that's the thing, you know, a lot of people were counting him out. And I always said from the beginning, this guy is not dusted. This guy is not dusted. Uh, Indra makes a very good point, Indra. I think that's the point I'm going to move on to now. The, do Inter really need to risk so much? You know, we we, we created lots of chances, you know, 30-something shots, 36 shots. But at some points, it just seems like this Inter team is too chaotic. It's like always up and down, up and down. It's just like there's no rest. It's like, especially for, for us fans, it just feels... You know, can you guys just not take a... Can you just not... Guys just not take a rest for like five minutes? Just, uh, you know calm it down get you know get the five at the back let's let's you know sit in a deep block for a bit and you know um let the other team not have so much space but 
Inzaghi said in this pre-match press conference, and then we'll find out this season what Inzaghi is made of. Is he going to be able to adapt or is he going to continue in this kind of ultra-attacking manner? Um, but let's not forget, guys, it took Conte until November last season to drop the team back, get the balance right. Um, and, Conte, and that was Conte's second season. So let's cut Inzaghi some slack. This is still his first season. And uh, Fortune says, just finished working on me. Hey, good timing, bro. If you've not watched the match and watched the matches, it's a good match to watch, definitely worth watching. Uh, good football by Inter. But yeah, I'm really, really interested to see how Inzaghi develops this team in terms of uh, as we go forward within the season. Um, because this type of defending, this type of unbalancedness does not win titles. Um, but it might get us through to the next round of the Champions League because this type of, you know, Fearless attacking does usually pay off in, in the Champions League in terms of the group stages, maybe not in the later stages, but we've seen that, you know, in the past, our kind of fearful approach in the past has uh, has held us back um, in the past. So, But offensively, as Future Hendrick says, we're amazing, just need to convert more. Yeah, even today, we created so much more. I need to, let's have a look at the, um, at the XG today, if it's possible, because... Um, we created a lot once again, you know, Lautaro had some chances, Jekyll had some chances uh, in the first half. Dumfries had some chances. Ooh, yeah, I've seen some Dumfries comments. Uh, let me see if I can... Yeah, Mridul says uh, Dumfries still learning, hope he becomes the right wing back we need now. Dumfries or Denzel Brickfries as uh, today. Today was definitely Brickfries. He wasn't actually that bad overall, like in terms of, you know, general play, he was okay, but the touch, the composure, the, the the fear I had about Dumfries when he, when we signed him, you know, I was always fearful when everyone was hyping him after the Euros, the Euros hype, the international tournament hype is always one to watch out for, guys. I'm always fearful of that. Um, it, he's getting into the right positions, which is a good thing. That's the first thing we have to we have to praise him for because you know that's not a given that the fact that he's moving well with the team. Um, you know, he's getting to the to the actual shooting positions. He's been found by his teammates. But yeah, his touch, his touch is just um, you know, too heavy at some point. The composure is not quite there. Um, and even with some of the heading positions that he should be doing better, which I'm expecting him, I'm expecting him to score at least one or two headers this season. But he's either, you know, he, the, the connection with his teammates is not quite there. You can tell there's some bits where sometimes his teammates don't pass to him or he doesn't quite read what his teammate is trying to do. Um, yeah, Indra makes a good point. Maybe he's trying a little bit too hard at the moment. Um, but I don't think he's particularly trying anything particularly difficult, in my opinion. It's not like he's trying to do, you know, crazy things. He's doing pretty, you know, in that position, you shoot. That's what he did. Like, I don't think he's trying to do particularly anything difficult. But also defensively, at some points, it seems like he's out of position quite a bit still. Um, I think, but that, that kind of thing we expected that, you know, it's going to take him time to adapt. He's coming from Dutch football, which is, you know, Dutch football, all respect, but the Dutch league, you know, is that's freestyle football there in terms of tactics and stuff. So he's, he's, he's got a big learning curve there. He's coming from a four at the back system, you know, I think um, PSV played primarily 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1. So he was a right back mainly. He only played as a right wing back for Holland at the Euros. And um, yeah. But let's know. I don't, on Twitter, I saw a lot of reactionary comments about oh, this guy is like the new Dalbert. This guy, you know, it's a it's a dud. It's a flop. Let's give this guy time. I, I quite like. He definitely, you can see what he adds in terms of the pace that he has on the counter attack. Um, the physicality he has is definitely good. But um, just need him to yeah 
work on a few things and i think you, you can you can be definitely a, a good player but we know guys if you're expecting some if you're expecting him to replace hakimi in terms of like to like that's never going to happen anyone that we could bring in would have been a downgrade from hakimi that's the that was always the issue was just how much of a downgrade from hakimi um but at the moment it's considerable but he can he can shorten that that gap between him and hakimi for sure he's got he's got potential uh, for sure, let me see if it shows the uh, XG from today. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, this is from last season. Uh, it's not showing me the uh, the XG, but anyway, yeah, we definitely you know should have scored more than three goals for sure. Uh, Alessandro says. Let Don Freeze learn more Italian, let him be more relaxed. Everybody expecting another Hakimi, he's different, but like with the assist this evening, he will grow tactically, he will learn a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope no, I hope people are not expecting the, uh, another Hakimi because that's just not going to happen. Um, Hakimi cost 60, 70 million for a reason. That's why we sold him for that much. And, this, and there's a reason why this guy cost only 14 million. But um, Ahmad says, Brozo got man of the match. Oh, did the, 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 the UEFA, the UEFA, the official UEFA give him man of the match? Oh, that's weird. I mean, for me, it would have been a clear decision between Dzeko or Vidal. I wouldn't have been mad for, for Dzeko or Vidal. That's a weird one to give it to Brozovic because I definitely felt like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad, but it definitely was one of his, not one of his best matches, in my opinion. Uh, Lord Figo says, Dumfries just needs time. Yeah, I agree, man. I'm, I'm definitely not cutting, you know, I'm definitely not saying that, you know, I've given up on this guy. But the fears I had about Dumfries um he didn't show them in that first match against bologna and i was like oh okay okay but the last few matches he's showing the fears that i had about him in terms of technicality and defensively but yeah uh there was a real narrow thing my description of him was perfect when we signed him yeah yeah you you were very useful in your in your in your description for sure i remember um what else what else guys i'm not gonna stay on too long uh, social media sometimes overreacts, of course, Benjamin. Even I, you know, here on this channel, that's what we do as fans. You know, we can be very emotional, very active, um, and that, that, that's uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes I try to be balanced, but sometimes I can be reactionary as well, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, we didn't have the budget to get a top tier right wing, but yeah, exactly, man. The Marotta. This is why I praise Marotta. He did the best he could with the very with the shoestring budget. Um, Philip says, don't breathe, don't freeze the new Albert. Now that's stupid. Yeah, exactly, man. It's, it's way too early to, to say that kind of stuff. You know, he's already shown me more than Dalbert ever did. Um, Inter Island says, the Jekko man of the match, Vidal close second. Um, don't freeze, get, definitely getting better. And if Sensi can stay fit, he can be a crucial piece. Yeah, there's no doubts about Sensi, guys. And you guys know, like, Sensi is one of those guys that if he, if he was a regular in this team, I would get his name. I don't even get names at the back of the shirt. I really like Sensi, but... Until he gets fit, there's no even. I don't. Even, I don't even want to consider him as part of the squad, if you know what I mean. I know it sounds harsh, but that's that's just how it is. Um, well, at least Dumfries still run hard. Nothing can beat that performance against Empoli. Oh, don't don't remind me about that one, bro. Don't remind me about that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> for the Brozov interview part two. That's the advantage of uh, Brozovic getting the man of the match in the Champions League because he has. You have to do an interview when you win the Champions League man of the match, and his interviews are always uh, always funny. Yeah, Matteo, another good game for Perisic. Uh, we we mentioned that, um, you know, what what top professional. Um, who else came on substitutes wise? Oh yeah, Kolarov. Kolarov looked decent when he came on. So you know, we always slander him, but he looked decent when he came on. Fair fair play to him. 
Um, Alexis came on, he had uh, what 15 minutes. Alexis looked good as well. But yeah, everyone's back. No, there's no injuries at the moment in the team, guys. Itzagi has a full squad, fully fit squad. I mean, touch wood, <laughs> touch everything that's possible in this uh, leading up to Juventus. I mean, actually, Hakan was not in the squad today because of the um, because he still has an ankle issue, and that's why he didn't start against Lazio. So, they were started thinking that you know, Hakan's been left out because Inzaghi. You know, doesn't rate him. You know, Inzaghi keeps praising Hakan, and he's gonna keep giving him chances. I think for for a while still. And I know Hakan is not one of many fans in the Inter fan base, but I still I still believe that. You know, if Inzaghi believes in Hakan so strongly, I'm still willing to give Hakan a chance. But yeah, Hakan apparently is the only one injured at the moment, and yeah, we've got a full squad at the moment. Um, so Inzaghi's got a very uh, good, um, you know, very hard decision to make for the for the year. Uh, for the Juventus match, Jonathan says should Inter offer Perisic an extension. Yeah, I touched on that at the beginning, Jonathan. Um, I think it depends on both sides because I think it also depends. I heard that of our red is Perisic is also ready to try a new adventure. You know, he's um, you know in the past he put a transfer request in when Arsenal wanted him once. You know, he almost moved to Man United, went to Bayern. So I don't know if 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 if, if Perisic wants to stay and can. And he's willing to drop his wages because five million net is too much we can't afford five million net for a 32 going to be 33 by the time he renews left wing back um so if he can drop his wages almost you know he probably needs to around half his wages to around you know two and a half three million really in uh, guessing from our budget then i think it's definitely worth having a chat but we can't renew him at the if he wants the same money that he's on now, he's not going to get it. But it's definitely worth having a conversation if he if he if he's willing to commit to it for sure. Because you know how many how many left wing backs like this can you find out there uh, for free? You know this because you're renewing him, it pretty would be for free. Um, Reek uh, Said says, <laughs> "Juventus, here we come. Yeah, we're definitely we're coming for you, Juve. Um, but one thing we have to go, we have to talk about, guys, and we'll talk about it in the preview, but." We can't be this open against Juventus. We can't be as open as we were against Lazio. Because Juve, if you watch the Juventus-Roma match, those guys are full terrorists. Like these guys were today, you know, 30% possession. I wouldn't be surprised if in the Juve match, Inter end up having, you know, 65, 60% possession because Juve are not interested to have the ball or keeping it. Unless it's just to keep it for the sake of it and run down the clock like they did against Roma. Those guys just want to counter-attack. Chiesa plays as a striker now. Um, so we don't need to leave these guys those spaces that we left today for sure. Um, Limone is the guy who revived the career of Immobile, Luis Alberto. True, true, and he can do the same with with Hakan. And the way he keeps talking about Hakan, that's what gives me the the um, the faith. Thanasis asks, who do you think is the better option as a midfielder next to Barella and Brozovic? I mean, if he was fit, as I said, it would be Sensi. That's still, in my opinion, the best midfield Inter have put out in the last two or three years. The Sensi, Brozovic, Barella midfield that we had in the first two months under Conte. I think that's the best midfield we've seen um, at Inter in the last three years. But Sensi, as I said, don't even you know consider him part of the team until you know he puts in you know at least two or three months of like consistently without getting injured. So if it's not Sensi. Right now, it has to be Vidal, I think, at the moment, um, because Hakan has been up and down, more downs than up, and he has he struggled to adapt to this new Mezzala position. Um, Gagliardini, yeah, we saw against Lazio for me, he was the worst player against Lazio, and technically he's just not there. 
So I think Vidal just offers a little bit, you know, a little bit of everything, and especially at the moment, you know, he's not going to offer you 90 minutes, but with Inzaghi, we know we don't need 90 minutes. He's willing to sub you after 60 minutes. So I feel right now, and he proved that today, I think, Larturo, he proved that with the header, like he's a, he's a, he's a danger in the box with, in terms of heading ability, even though he's not the tallest, he's always been very good in the air. You know, final ball, shooting, finishing as well today showed. Um, he didn't show that last year, a lot of these things that when we signed him, I was expecting Vidal to provide. But yeah, for me, I think Vidal at the moment is the is the is the number one choice. And obviously, it would otherwise, if everything you know lines up, it would be Ericsson. Um, sell him and replace him with Kostic. Yeah, now Kostic, if he's available on it for a good price, he's definitely the, probably the perfect replacement. And I've always wanted Kostic at Inter. Um, attack and inshallah, <laughs> I like that one. Shall we think Limone can play with 3 4 1 2 with Hakan as a 10? Yeah, he definitely can. But once again, we saw that last year, the, that, that formation seems to leave us a little bit, a little bit, you know, exposed. So I'm not too, I'm not too keen on, on, on trying that one. Um, uh, Inzaghi seems to be pretty happy with how Inter looks during matches, needs to wake up. He ain't Lazio with zero expectations. Yeah, we talked about that in the preview that. Um, I'm not sure how to read into his press conference comments. Is he just happy or like, you know, content with how this team attacks really well, can create a lot of chances, but also leaves a lot of space. He seems to be almost accepting of it. But at the same time, I remember Conte last year, if you think back, he was making similarly confusing comments where he was talking about, I'd rather win 5-4 than 1-0. And I was like, what is going on? What is this guy? Is this, is this like Antonio Conte's clone? Um, but yeah, Inzaghi definitely needs to realize that at Inter you can't, you can't be, you know, you can't be Marcelo Bielsa's Denik Zeman over here if you want to win things. Um, <laughs> the Cardi drama coming in as well. We can talk about that at a different time. This, uh, the the gossip. The this is this is not World Star. This is not World Star. But um, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not. Don't involve me in any of the Cardi back stuff. Uh, I've always been against the, that guy coming back in any form or shape. Um, another one, any of that, the Wanda Nara drama touching me or Inter. Um, but some people say that, you know, I was in Paris the last, uh, just a few days ago, and this when the drama all kicked off. So I'm not, you know, confirming nor denying that it was me that caused the Wanda Nara to, to turn her head. Um, Vidal and Messina are always game changing substitution, but they struggle as starters. Um, yeah, I mean, Vidal has shown that he's a game-changing substitution, but today he's also shown that he's a good starter, whereas I think Vecino has not really shown that as a starter yet, that he's good. I think today Vidal showed that he's a good starter. And last year against Juventus, he had, you know, probably his best match of the season as well, Vidal. And Vidal against Juventus is that extra bite, as we saw last year. You know, he wants to be, you know, he wants to score against Juventus. He's, he's that kind of guy and uh, he's going to be extra fired up, so why not? Uh, Zizo says, does Inzaghi seem less fired up on the sidelines compared to his time with Lazio? Um, it's, it's, hard to, it's harder to tell now, honestly, because, you know, with the crowds back as well, because obviously you could hear coaches like very well last year season, couldn't you? Now it's harder to hear with the crowd is back. Um, but no, I see Inzaghi very animated still. You see him all the time. I don't want to say I wanna say that at all. Maybe you haven't seen him step onto the pitch like he did with Lazio sometimes, but he's only been there for like what three or four months guys he was at Lazio for five years so obviously you're gonna have loads of those clips so you have to give this guy but no I'm not seeing that lack of uh, fire from uh, from uh, from Inzaghi for sure 
uh, in this match, we recovered the ball in higher position, handled Sheriff quite well. Yeah, we handled the counters quite well, but there were a lot of counters that did get through. Um, and I think, I mean, we've had this conversation in the past, you know, when, when Conte was trying to play the 3-4-1-2. Brozovic is not the midfielder if you want to... He's not the defensive midfielder if you want to play high-pressing, you know, high-line football because he just doesn't have the physicality, the pace um, to, to, to tackle people. Like, people, you know, people can just run past Brozovic very easily in open space. Uh, that's not his fault. That's like playing, you know, with Jorginho had those issues at Chelsea when he first moved to the Premier League. If you expose him... That, that's what that's what happens. Um, so if he, if he, if this is the type of football that Inzaghi wants to play, we probably need a different profile of defensive midfielder, more you know, more of a defensive, someone a bit more physical, a bit more athletic. You know, the, I'm not saying it has to be Indidi, but you know what I'm trying to say, like the Indidis of this world, someone who can cover ground, like Brozovic, but a little bit quicker, a little bit more, you know, with a bit more strength, better tackling ability. Maybe not as good on the ball, but just kind of keep keeps the ball recycled, just so we are able to you know cope with these high turnovers uh, at some points. Keston says he wasn't impressed with Dumfries. Yeah, no one today seemed to be impressed with Dumfries, and quite rightly so. But we're gonna give the boy some time, and we're gonna give Brickfreeze today. He was definitely Denzel Brickfreeze or Dumfries, but we're gonna give the boy some time. Icardi can handle charm, a Bollywood charm, yeah. <laughs> hey man, hey man. Link me with Wanda, not, not Mauro. Um, if only we had Conte's defence and Inzaghi's attack, yeah. If you could mix the, mesh the two. But that's the thing, guys. <sighs> you can't have both. So, you, yes, we want the team to be, you know, defensively solid and drop a little bit deeper. But we, were, we can do that with Conte last season because we had Hakimi and Lukaku on the counter. Who are we going to give the ball to now? Like on the counter, you have to... The, who's the release ball? We don't have that release ball. Maybe Dumfries could be that, but I don't, I don't see him being able to, you know, control a ball if you switch the ball to him on a 60-yard switch to him and him being able to control it and take it into his path like Hakimi would be able to. Um, and, you know, Ita had these triggers where they knew as soon as, you know, someone would get the ball, you know, Lukaku coming deep, or, you know, laying off to Lautaro, switch your play, and then everyone's up into the box. We can't do that now. So there was a reason why Conte wanted Lukaku that badly, why he wanted Hakimi so badly. You know, these are key cogs that let him play a little bit deeper and let him counter us. We don't have those pieces now. So Inzaghi is kind of forced to play this way because, you, you know, Jekko in open space, what's he going to do? <laughs> you know, the defenders are going to be like, go on then, mate. Yeah, what are you going to do? So that's, uh, that's the thing. So... Yes, it'll be good to drop the defence a bit deeper and we know that this defence defends better when it's, you know, a little bit deeper. Um, screening at the right Bastoni, they're much more comfortable, you know, a bit deeper in the box. Um, well, most defenders would be, you know, in a deeper block. It's easy, it's easy to defend. We've seen that with Chelsea, um, Rudiger, Christensen, Thiago Silva, you know, especially with Rudiger and Christensen, they're good defenders, but they're not at this high level that they are now, but it's because of the two-show system that lets them drop so deep it helps them um so it's not you know a slight to our defenders but it's much easier to defend in the lower block but i don't know if this team would be good enough going forward if we we play in the low block now um even compared to lazio his lazio team used to play in a bit of a lower block as well his lazio team didn't used to press high they used to counter attack a lot but they had immobile immobile is very fast Correa was fast Luis Alberto is, you know, is quick from midfield. Lazzari is very quick. 
um, you know, Marozic or any of the, you know, everyone was quick and Jordan Lukaku was quick, you know, he had a, he had a quick counter-attacking team at Lazio. Um, so it's a little bit different here at Inter and we'll see, let's give the guy time, let's see how he adapts, let's see. Um, obviously, big, big match man at the weekend. I'm excited, I'm scared, you know, the, the Juve match is the biggest match of the season for me all the time, every single year. But yeah, guys, 59 of you guys in here, it's only 27 thumbs up, make sure you're leaving some thumbs up, guys. If you're watching this after, leave your comments down below on the match, who you man of the match for me, as I said, Arturo King Vidal. And yeah, catch you guys on the next uh, preview for the Juventus match. And yeah, guys, Forza Inter.